the Corps of Engineers. Engineers must be oriented and adapted to a multitude of tasks. The Army Corps of Engineers is raising the dam by eight meters. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers lays out their response plan. We provide infrastructure assessment, temporary roofing, temporary emergency power. We help with debris assessment and removal operations. We also work with temporary housing. And he'll tell you there's no end to the types of services the engineers provide. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Building Strong Buffalo podcast. This is the place to get to know the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Buffalo District, our people, and our stories. My name is Jess Levinson, your host and public affairs specialist with the district. Today, I'm in the field with an engineer of the Buffalo District floating plant, Derek Myers. We're at the Great Lakes Shipyard in Cleveland, Ohio on a cold February day, and it's an honor to get an inside look at the plant, also known as the Swiss Army Knife of Lake Erie, and its operations and maintenance. So let's jump right into it. Derek, how is it going today? Thank you so much for showing me around and uh, letting me be there during the maintenance work and inspection. so just checking in, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's good having you out. You know, good to see everybody and go around and check out the boats. Cool. So you're an engineer with the plant, and just for everyone who is not intimately familiar with, with what all that means, can you just describe what the floating plant is and what your team's mission is? Fill any blanks that I left out. Well, we're uh, out there to repair most of the breakwaters out um, you know, from Buffalo to, you know, Toledo pretty much. Um, any, if there's any strikes out there or any boats get, have problems, we're always out there to, to help out and, you know, do whatever we can to make the situation better. Nice. Yeah. It's an important job and I don't feel like many people know that you guys are doing that kind of work. So it's appreciated. Thank you. So what maintenance does the floating plant need right now? What, what like are the vessels that are being maintained? Uh, why does it need it? Like what kind of beating does uh, all the machines take during the working season? And how often does this need maintenance? I mean, just, just the general scope of the work is kind of hard on our machinery. So most of it needs attention, you know, throughout the whole year. Um, obviously, you know, in our slow times, we like to, to complete bigger repairs, you know, as needed. Um, but, you know, we just try to keep it, keep it together. It's a little bit of an older fleet um, and always, you know, fixing and maintaining something that, that needs attention. And I saw that the, the Donlin, right? So, yeah. Um, the Tug the Donlin, mm-hmm. uh, that was built in 99, mm-hmm. and I forget when the Shara was built, that's the other Tug. Yeah, I believe it was some, somewhere in the 60s. Yeah, so are there differences between, like, what the Donlin needs after a working season and what the Shara needs? Yeah, I mean, they're two, you know, two completely different boats, you know, one's larger, one's smaller, one, one pushes more, more work with our barge and everything and the crane, um, so there, there is differences in, in maintenance on both of them, but there's still general um, maintenance to just to keep the things running and maintain that we don't have any breakdowns. Yeah. And the, so the one that pushes more, is that the newer one? Uh, no, the, well, the Shiraz is our bigger boat, oh, okay. and it's, it's, it's our main pusher, pushing the Derrick boat around and um, any barges and, you know, barges loaded with stone or whatever we need. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you like one more than the other? 
Uh, I mean, I, I like working on the Shaw. I mean, it's it's more intense. There's more moving parts. You know, it just keeps your attention a little better. Yeah. The Shiraz definitely had, also I think more of a homier feel mm-hmm. because that one was kind of cramped. Yeah, yeah, it's more more like a little apartment. <laughs> you know, we got our desks and everything, and it's kind of like a little office on on the water. Yeah. Awesome. How does it feel working on one of the tugs after it's been taken care of, fixed up a bit, uh, versus like the last day of a working season when you know you can really feel all the wear and tear yeah. on it? I mean, it's it's nice to know you know you have peace of mind going into next season. You know, hopefully not going to have a major breakdown, and you know, kind of just makes you feel good that that you kind of maintained it and that it's working. You know, off of what you did. Yeah, needs that love. Mm-hmm. Are you glad to have uh, this rest period just for yourself, like in between construction season? Because I know you guys are working long hours, you know, need to get it done while the weather's good. Um, so what's it like for you right now? It, I mean, it's a nice rest period, but we still have quite a bit of work to do. Um, I mean, they had us working on some weirs in uh, Toledo, I believe, and then they're going to have us may possibly add another weir in her uh, Lorraine. Hmm. Um, and then we've just been doing general maintenance on all the boats. Um, and just just catching up on loose ends. What are you looking forward to in the next construction season? Uh, I know some things are planned. Can you just list you know some of the breakwaters or um, federal navigation structures that you'll be working on? Uh, I believe we'll be in Cleveland for the first part of the season, and then I believe we're going to Buffalo. Um, I haven't gotten all the details yet, but that's kind of what I heard. Yeah, I know the Buffalo structures are desperate need Mm -hmm. of repairs so that's going to be a good project Mm -hmm. so when did you start working for the district and what did you do before then i think if i remember correctly you were working for yourself and your brother in like private industry yes i was i was doing doing a commercial uh, maintenance work on shopping centers and things like that Um, and i've started almost almost two years ago now in october it'll be that i started with the core nice and so, to me, it seems like you're you're bridging the gap because I know some guys are, you know, really at the end of their careers and um, they've been working a long time. And then I know there's some newer people uh, with the floating plant. So um, you might be a, a, the, one of the more veteran people soon. Yeah, I guess by maybe a year or two. But um, <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a lot of the older guys are retiring and you know doing whatever they want to do, and then the newer pack is kind of coming in and uh i know you're from around here right uh are you from around cleveland or somewhere else in ohio uh i grew up outside of cleveland suburbs of cleveland so is it nice to be like working on things that you're familiar with in an area yeah yeah i like being around you know where i grew up and where i live now pretty much you know it's it's fun it's fun do you get like satisfaction from knowing that you know, your work is directly affecting the people that you grew up with and like your neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah, it's a good it's a good feeling. Cool. And a few more questions. Before you started working for the district with the plant, what did you think it would be like and, and what is it actually like? Are there any differences that you're like surprised at? Uh, I mean, not so, so much surprise. It's just uh, a different work setting, you know, and it's it's nice though it's a good place to work and we have fun 
you know, everybody gets along and it's a good, it's a good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Being, having fun seems great, and I know I would have fun if I was, although I'm not in that kind of field working with my hands, but, you know, in the summer being out on the water and mm. um, lifting these giant stones up and putting yeah. them down seems kind of cool. It is neat. It's, it's, it's different. <laughs> Derek, what's the biggest challenge you faced with the floating pen? Is there a specific job or a specific kind of thing that you work on during a job that you're like, wow, that's really, that's a tough one. Um, I, I mean, everything's kind of a challenge. It just, you just have to adapt to, you know, to be good at whatever your new challenge is. I mean, nothing's really too hard, just figuring out how to do it the right way. Yeah. And is it like a, you figure it out as a, as a team or is it um, one person is like, okay, I got it. It's, like, it's I'll figure it a out. combination of both, you know, we figure it out as a team and then someone comes up with a better idea and you know if it works it works yeah and last question what is the best or proudest feeling you've had uh, working in these two years with the floating plant i would say just being with a with a good group of guys that you know we all get along and we all work hard and everybody's there to get the job done and work together and it kind of just comes together i love it thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today and I uh, look forward to seeing you again. Okay, no problem. Thank you. All right, so I am here at the Cleveland Area Office US Army Corps of Engineers with Michael Lehman, Lehman, Lehman. Lehman, uh, and you are the crane operator of the floating plant and is there any other like part of your title? Uh no, that's 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 my title. I'm the crane operator for the Derek McCauley uh, Crane barge. Awesome. Yeah, I've seen you at work. I remember uh, over the summer in Connie Yacht. Yeah. And uh, it was super cool because you let me like up there and I got to see you working at everything. Uh, and I think those stones were like pretty big. Those like 12, 20 Yeah, well, I remember when you came out in Connie Yacht. We were doing a 12 to 15 ton stone and you came up there taking the pictures and I was showing you how to use all the handles, hand controls. And yeah. moving the stone from, which was tricky over there because they had the tracks. They had the tracks right there and they had the light post. So you had to go, couldn't go past the tracks and you couldn't pick up and hit that light. So that was, that was a trickier one. Yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. So thank you. You're welcome. And uh, just before we turn this on, uh, we were talking about all of the, checklist things that go into what you do like I and I referred to Derek yesterday um, and the inspection that they were doing um, for the Donlin and then you were talking about before you operate the crane there's 30 minutes of yeah so so my my day state starts out uh, every day I gotta do about a 30 minute walkthrough and walk over prior to being ready to turn key ready to go so first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll go up and I'll check the engine oil in the in the crane to make sure we didn't lose any overnight for some reason or it it's not too high so after I do that check that box we're good I'll go up on top of the crane and you have a you have two drums of wire rope cable they're gonna be for boom up boom down you're gonna have hoist up and you got to make sure whatever you're using that day you know you got to check the amount of wire you're going to be using can't have any splits breaks um, wear and tear so you're going to check that 
once that box is checked, then we'll go down and we're able to turn the key and you have a bunch of computer monitors in there that you have to make sure are reading and working from the boom tip height and then we'll be lowering the block, lower the, the ball. You got to check latches, you got to check uh, bolts in to make sure that everything's tight, ready to go. What you're hooking up with, the blue chain for the ball, you have to make sure that's, uh, that's in good condition, that's all locked up. Um, so yeah, there's, it's a good 30 minute process of checking all those boxes before we're crane ready to go. Would you say you're you're a checklist kind of guy, or do you like to? Uh, I think you have to be. I mean, for one, it's it's all about safety. So if if you start skipping A, B, and C, and then something happens out in the middle of a pickup, and you didn't check that, well, you're gonna get somebody hurt, and it's a lot of weight that we're picking up. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So you, yeah, you have to do the checklist. And I was talking to Tim as well just a few minutes ago, and we were talking about how. Um, there's a, a balance between like checklists and also these newer tugs like they have these automated you know computers that can do almost everything and he's like you know I, I get why they're doing that but also I feel like you need to know everything as well and like adapt on the fly so sure so like how do you feel about adapting on the fly when you're operating the crane like is that a common thing yeah, 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 absolutely. You got you to gotta know how to work on the fly. Um, like you said, with all this stuff that is all computers with all the new equipment, uh, you got to be able to get around that. Yeah. Is, is there a specific um, moment that pops to mind where you were like, oh, that, that's a story of like a time when something happened that I really needed to improv? Oh, off the top of my head? While I'm operating the crane, uh, no, okay. I, I don't have anything where I had to change course. I mean, like I said, weather-related issues or, so we haven't had any breakdowns mid-crane or cables or, uh, I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. We're working on the fly right there. That, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite part of the job? Like what? What really like gets you up in the morning? You're like, I'm excited to do this today. Yeah, uh, honestly, is is running the crane. Um, you know, when you're when you're making every move, you know, I'm picking up from the wall, putting it out in the water. So while you're constantly doing that, it, it's kind of a good sense of accomplishment. You know, you feel like, okay, we assisted in building that wall. I'm up there doing the controls, and it's it's really cool. You, you see the beginning product of there is no wall. And then within two months, you built a 200 foot section that comes out 10 feet, six feet high. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it, you're doing that, what, like at least four or five times in a season, I, I, I assume. Uh, Location-wise? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, last year we did Cleveland, Conneaut, and Fairport. So this year I think we're gonna be doing Cleveland, Buffalo, and Astrobula. Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen those harbors yet, but it's going to be very, very similar projects. Yeah. And cool. um, in Buffalo, I know, like, they've been looking forward to that because of all these storms that have hit the past two years, and those structures are just getting pounded. Sure. Sure. I, that's, I heard the same thing. But like I said, I haven't been up there to see it. 
Um, I don't know what the project is, but we have a concrete pump and a compressor that we have geared up for this off season to get ready for it. So I think we're gonna be doing some shot creek. So we'll be putting the stone down and then I, I believe you, you get a concrete truck to come over to the concrete pump and you have a bunch of hoses and you're just gonna tie that all together with a bunch of concrete. Is that a new thing? I haven't seen uh, They They used to do it, uh, if I'm not mistaken, five years ago they were doing it for a project. Uh, we haven't used it since I've okay. been here. so. That's about all the information I know on that. What what does that do? Does it just help everything stay together? Yeah. Yep. So when, once that concrete goes all over the top of it, it's going to lock it in. But once again, I haven't personally experienced it. It's just from hearsay. Um, so looking forward to that great project. Brian, you're hearing this. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that project. But I heard it's a lot of work. It's hard work. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be good. I know you guys are up to the task. Yeah. It's hard work. Yeah. We'll get it done. And uh, yeah, so I also know that you were you were started with the core or something, and then you you left and you came back. And so like, how long have you been with the core overall, and like also on this this other stint? Recently? So I, I started with the core in 2012 for a temporary hire. Um, which I was I was here for two months and then I applied for the full-time position uh, but something happened where it had to be a full-time employee to get the the job not a temp so I I didn't qualify for that and then when it when the job reopened in 2019 I came back aboard and I got the job so all in all um, less than two years with the core yeah same with Derek yeah yeah and uh, there's a few other new people. I'm blanking on their names. I know Bernadette. Yeah, you have Bernadette and and Dylan. Uh, they both started in the summer, so they're not. They're just shy of a year. Yeah, and um, Tony, and also I forget. Tony and Ray. Tony and Ray. Tony just got his uh, commander's coin from General Whittle. We yeah, that's very that. cool. Um, well earned. And but those guys are you know. Uh, so much experience who you know their plans right now i've heard are you know they're there's probably their final year i yeah. mean you have tony who's 30 years in you've raised 25 years in so those guys they, they put their time in i think they're ready to to hang it up and and so that but that leaves you know you and derek are going to be like senior yeah right right guys, and you've been there for two years so like how yeah. does that feel of like you know what's what's yeah. coming next well you have you still you'll still have uh Captain Tim here, so he's still gonna be running the post. And then you got Jason. Jason's four or five years in. Uh, and then you're gonna have Derek and I, two guys that are under two years in. And you know we're gonna follow Jason's lead. We're gonna follow Tim's lead. Um, and then as far as who's on the Derek boat, you know we're just gonna have to bring new guys in and kind of show them the way that the way we do things. So do, do you guys pick it up fast? Yeah, I think you have to. Hmm. Um, when you're working on the fly, you, you only have so many clock hours, um, 10 hour days. So you got to just go, go, go. So Tim is the captain and then you have, you know, your whole team. And for me, as someone who works in an office and I'm just typing on a computer, like is, is the, what's the dynamic of like the teamwork and like Tim being the quote unquote manager, um, uh, whatever whatever Tim wants to do that day, whatever he says, that's, that's the way it's going to be done. 
And that's, I mean, he's he's the guy. So anything he wants to do, uh, we follow the lead. If he's got a direction he wants to do that job, we'll do it that way. Um, I mean, there's nobody, nobody's arguing back. They want to do it this way or that way. It's, you know, Tim's been around long enough where he knows how to get the job done correctly and safely. So, you know, all of us younger guys that are new to the core, you know, we're, we're going to absolutely follow the way he does it because it's worked for so long. Yeah. Um, do you feel like it's it's better, especially working on the water in dangerous situations? Like, like we want a direct guy. We, we need... Um, an assertive direction to yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to have somebody that's going to take control and oversee everybody. Uh, but at the same time, everybody needs to know, you know, and, and he's taught us all that you have to know, you know, your place as well. You need to know, you know, life jackets, hard hats, safety. You know, you're, you're on moving vessels. You're working in water with heavy equipment and cranes and 12, 15-ton boulders. So, you know, he knows what he's talking about so he he only has to tell you really once and then then you're always aware it's like okay i know where i'm at in this situation so you just you just got to follow those those guidelines yeah and then it works everybody comes back knock on wood nice and safe and that's it yeah and and like he said um not only kind of that uh overt danger but also you guys had don't have a case of covid and like yeah it's awesome and you know this new emphasis on hygiene safety is yeah um, you guys seem to be doing a great job yeah we, we we have all the cleaning supplies and we're we're constantly cleaning the vessel um i mean washing hands obviously that's i mean i think as long as we've all been around you're constantly washing your hands i mean so it's just good practice good hygiene and luckily nobody's been sick you know every as when we all leave work we don't know where anybody goes Mm -hmm. you know some people just go home some people might go hang out with friends and family but i don't think we have been i think everybody just goes home takes care of what they have to do keep everybody's thinking of everybody else and keeping a safe environment Mm -hmm. uh are you from this area like cleveland or ohio yeah i was born and raised in uh Bay Village, Ohio. So always been in Cleveland. Bay Village is like 15 minutes from here. Isn't that where Tim and Derek live? Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is so, like, yeah. I was like, Derek, did you, like, when you applied for the job and stuff, like, did were you surprised that Tim was also from there? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no, because I knew Tim. Like, I'd seen him around. Right. And we and people know each other in that place. Yeah. So what are you all? Are you guys just taking people from Vate? Is that the, no, the pond? No, it's, it's just a coincidence, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it just happened to be that way. But I, uh, I, I don't want. I don't live in Bay anymore. But I live in Lakewood, which is ten minutes from there. Ten minutes from here. There's got to be something about Bay Village, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess produces good working people. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so did you know them at all before? Uh, actually, my when I worked with my dad, we did some work for Derek. Derek, he used to have his own concrete company. I don't know if he told you that. He did, yeah. So we've, we've crossed paths and did some work for him there. Um, and then, yeah, my parents, they actually they knew Tim a little bit prior to 
me getting on here mm -hmm. in 2012. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I have two final questions and you can answer one or both. Okay. Um, what did you think working on the floating plant would be like before you got on board? And what was it actually like? And you can refer to, you know, the time when you tempt or your full time. Um, and then also, how have you seen things change since you started? Have you seen any big changes in terms of the operations or even on how, like the larger picture of like, how are navigation structures changing on the Great Lakes? And you see, oh, our job is even more relevant today than when I started. Yeah, um, when I first found out about the job I, and I knew about the floating plant, I really had no idea what to expect. I knew it was a tugboat, a crane barge, and you go out and set stone on the wall. Um, now, in 2012, the stone that they were setting on the wall is was different than what we're using now. Um, you had chains and you had to, you had to hook the stone up and you had toes, caps, and slopes. So you had to set those strategically to build the wall, um, which was a lot of, a lot of hard work. You had to go out into the water. You had to, you had to get it all leveled off. You had a bunch of little stone, filler stone that you would fill the wall with, and then you would continue to build from there. Um, but that that's changed now that we're just using this big quarry stone big rock uh boulders i should say and we're, we're taking them and feeling placing it you know out in the water to build the walls so that that's definitely changed the style of stone mm -hmm. um that's all i got really well michael thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today uh i really appreciate everything you guys are doing and i hope uh, more people can can learn from this and are interested in in the work you're doing yeah thank you much for uh, having me appreciate it all right thank you thanks okay.